Hey, what's going on, Rooftop Leaders? Welcome back to the Fire Pit. A couple weeks ago, I was sitting down with one of my coaching students. Uh, he's an executive, does a lot of business around the country, and we just do one-on-one -on -one sessions. A lot of times, we just kind of get out of the office and we just sit out in nature like this and we talk about what's going on. And one of the things he was sharing with me was, you know, my people just keep dumping their crap on me. <laughs> And not only are they dumping their crap on me, but it's, it's all this infighting and bickering. And so one group will come in or one leader will come in and, and, and share with me what's going on here and what these folks are doing. And, and then I'll ask that person to handle it, but they don't, right? They just go back and, and, and keep digging in with the, with, the, with, the, with the group that they're struggling with. And then the next group will come in. It's just like a revolving door through my office and I'm just constantly getting hit with these, you know, these feuds that are happening inside my company. And as we talked about this, what, you know, what I noticed about this was that these, these feuds that he was talking about, these, what, what I call in-group and out-group dynamics are exactly what I saw year after year working in trust depleted places around the world as a Green Beret. One village comes to mind called Adira, and I wrote about this in my book, Game Changers. And the village of Adira had a special forces team in it, but there were two tribes that were not getting along well at all. One was the Alakazai tribe, and the other was the Kakar tribe. Wes, I can't believe I remembered that. That's it. Weird. Anyway, um, but those two tribes were just going at each other. And they had for years. It's kind of like the Hatfields and McCoys. And understand, too, that in-group, out-group behavior is a natural human dynamic. It's a function or an output of bonding trust. Trust that is the most primal trust in the world. Deep, not wide. It's the trust that a wolf pack has for its kin and no one else. And that's what humans naturally default to. It's what was going on in this village of Adira. Now, the, the, the manifestation of the trust issue or the feud, if you will, where those two groups were bumping heads was over water, which is not uncommon in Afghanistan because I think only about 5% of that country is arable. Nonetheless, it was a resource that was causing a, a, an, an action of scarcity, of resource scarcity, which is very primal thinking, very primal behavior. And so they were butting heads, even killing each other over water. So what the team leader did, the young captain, I'll call him Rob, because that was his name. <laughs> uh, what Rob did was, the first thing he did was he, he started thinking about how can I bridge beyond this situation? Then he met with each of the groups separately. Rather, because every time he would bring them together, it was like World War II. So he'd meet with them separately. He met with them separately. And even then, he separated the leader from the in-group. And he sat down with the leader. And he didn't try to tell the leader what needed to happen or the actions. The first thing he did was he leaned in and he listened. Lean in listening. Active listening is the first thing that we need to do as leaders in these situations where these tribal conflicts are happening. He leaned in and he listened and he got a sense of things. And then that brought the emotional temperature of these leaders down. And he just kept meeting with them individually. And along the way, communicated what it was that he saw as the vision for what they could do. And then eventually he brought them back together. And guess what? Not only did Adira, the tribes in Adira come back together, they became one of the most stable, impactful, 
village stability platforms in all of Afghanistan. It was actually where we would take General Petraeus, General McChrystal, and others to see what success looked like. How crazy is that? You know, and, and the reality is it was the same methodology that I coached uh, this business leader to use in his situation because he was facing so many of the same things, except now the risk that he's facing with this is uh, low morale, right? Production is going down. Production of the numbers is going down. The speed is much slower because of this in-group, out-group fighting. And the bottom line was starting to be affected. So you can't have much patience for that, right? And then, of course, the personal cost to him with people, they just continue to walk their monkeys, their feuds into his office and dropping them off. And, you know, it, that takes a huge toll. So we had to take some actions here. So what I coached him to do was exactly what Rob had did had done in, at Adira, which was, first of all, you know, think about bridging trust in these situations, right? I want to bridge. Don't accept in-group and out-group as, as a reality in your business. It'll eat it from the inside out. It'll be a sinkhole, right? Then you need to think about what is it that you're building? What is it that we're building with this company? In other words, get really clear on your vision. Now, I'm not talking about outsourcing your vision to one of these companies that gives you a glossy poster with an eagle and a catchy saying by Thomas Jefferson. I'm talking about real vision. I'm talking about what you are building and how they can get a vision and a sense of something bigger than themselves. Get clear on that. And then, and only then, when you've got a sense of that, separate them into groups, whether it's budget or whether it's uh, investing and ops or production, production and sales. Separate them into groups, and if necessary, sit down with the, in, the leader or leaders from those groups separately and just ask thoughtful, open-ended questions. What's going on? I noticed that you're not getting along with this group. Can you help me understand that? Where's this coming from? Is there a history behind this? And just listen, right, and ask more thoughtful, open-ended questions and keep asking those questions, and eventually their emotional temperature will come down. They'll feel validated, and guess what? You just got the goods, especially if you mediate between both groups. You will have the understanding that bridges both groups. You will see where the golden thread is that needs to be pulled to start bringing them back together. And then you can start talking about what it is that you're building that's bigger than each of those groups. right? There's a, and then you help them see themselves as the hero in that story. Ask them questions. Would you be willing to participate in this? What do you think about helping me with this? And then eventually you bring them back together around that unified vision. I've seen it work when it's life and death and it sure as hell works when it's life and business. So think about, think about ways to bridge, right? When that infighting's happening, don't just accept it for what it is. And if you do that, your people will feel psychologically safe, they'll feel connected and they'll mobilize under that shared vision. Thanks for what you do. I'll see you on the rooftop.